On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Available now, Shadows of Saipan, the fallout in Saipan between Mick McCarthy and Roy Keane divided the nation. Captain Roy Keane was threatening to abandon the side at the very moment he was needed most. My, my thought when it was going off, they, they, they are absolutely going to come to blows here. It's been a troublesome 24 hours in paradise for Roy Keane. Some personal problems which are personal to him and uh, he has to go home. And I went from a meal at half six on the Thursday and I was told it was a meeting at half past seven. And I knew what it was all about. I knew. Roy was sat beside me and Roy said it's going to go off tonight. That's what he said to me. In the middle of it, Mick came in and he had a notebook in his hand and he just said, Roy, there's an article in then. Mick didn't really say an awful lot. Returning from training today, he refused to comment on his decision to quit the World Cup the night before. And boom, that was it. Roy went. 20 years on, the Indo Daily revisits the story. Today on the Indo Daily, caught in a bad romance. We call this Cupid's checklist. First, you have similar backgrounds, similar bases for your ideals and standards. Second, are you real friends, comrades, pals through thick and thin? And third, do you both understand marriage? You know, breaking up is never easy. But try getting over a breakup when the drama behind closed doors is played out in the public, because that's exactly what so many celebrities have had to endure. Now, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard have shared the downfall of their marriage in the courts, and director and actress Olivia Wilde is the latest in a long line to have her breakup take the stage, quite literally. What was meant to be a bright, shining moment for Olivia Wilde turned into a huge embarrassment. She was on stage promoting the movie she directed starring her boyfriend, Harry Styles, when suddenly a process server jumped on stage with legal papers from her ex, Jason Sudeikis. Now everybody wants to know why that was the moment those papers were delivered. I'm Siobhan McGuire, and today on the Indo Daily, we're looking at revenge, celebrity style. I'm joined by the Irish Independent's very own feature writer, Kirsty Blake Knox, and TV and film critic, Chris Wasser. 
Kirsty and Chris, well, revenge is a dish best served cold. I mean, look at what's happened with Olivia Wilde recently. Uh, which one of you would like to jump in and tell me all about that mess? Well, I think, uh, Siobhan, I think the, the Olivia Wilde story, like we don't really know that much about it other than, you know, and it would have been fascinating to have actually been in the room, you know, for anyone who who who, who hasn't seen this. OK, Olivia Wilde is promoting uh, a film, actually, that's not going to be out for another six months, but she has directed her second uh, directorial effort because a lot of people know Olivia Wilde for, for acting is called Don't Worry Darling. And it stars uh, Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, with whom she's uh, currently romantically uh, connected. This is for me right now. <laughs> very mysterious. And she is up there at CinemaCon, one of the biggest, uh, you know, movie conventions in the world. Uh, you, you know, discussing this film, when all of a sudden someone steps forward and approaches the stage and slides a Manila envelope towards Olivia Wilde. I'm gonna open it now because it feels like it's time. Is this a script? Oh, okay, got it. Thank you. Um, And this very action is the reason why CinemaCon have actually come out and said, we're going to have to reevaluate our security measures here. Because this person, this mysterious person, actually was presenting Olivia Wilde with custody papers. You know, she was being served on a stage while she's working, which is an extraordinary moment for solicitors of your partner to kind of, you know, serve you with papers. So the first thing that everyone did when they found out about about this on on Twitter, you know, knowing that, you know, the big Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis, you know, Jason Sudeikis was her partner for a decade, that split just surprised everyone because these two people are so well-liked. I mean, Jason Sudeikis, you know, he's Ted Lasso. Everybody loves Ted Lasso. And they're also surprised that Ted Lasso would do this to Olivia Wilde while she's working on such a, you know, a pub stage. But the thing that I find strange about it is I don't think, now my knowledge, you know, of custody, you know, the details surrounding custody and divorce or separation hearings in America is, you know, it's 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 not it's not great. But I, I, I don't think that act has anything to do with the other partner. So I don't think Jason Sudeikis maybe set out to do that to Olivia Wilde. I don't know if Kirsty is, is more knowledgeable in that in that area. Are you? Yeah, I was reading up on it and I would say his his team have kind of come out saying he doesn't he doesn't choose where the papers are presented to her um like he wouldn't have got uh, requested that it was done in such a public setting i mean it's incredibly embarrassing and like it's it's really public and it, like especially when it's a custody battle which is something that is messy at, or tends to be messy and protracted to have that kind of brought up when you're trying to have an air of professionalism you're there promoting a film and then someone's like P.S. Here are your custody papers for your divorce. It's or not your divorce because they're not actually married. But here are your custody papers. It's just, it's very, very public and and out there. And, and there was a real sense of like you really felt for her because it was just really embarrassing. Really, you know. Yeah, I'm. I mean, Kirsty, sorry to jump in here. I I I think it was incredibly cruel. So like we know that Olivia Wilde is with Harry Styles and he's ten years her junior, and of course. The media has a field day with this, you know, uh, you know, beautiful director um, stepping out with a guy who's 10 years younger. I mean, the amount of men who step out with women 10 years younger and nothing said about it. Um, But what happened on stage? That was just awful, awful. Yeah, it was really, really awful. And I know everyone's saying, oh, he's Ted Lasso. He's a a really nice guy. But I, I don't know how you could watch it and not feel sorry for her. Like, 
like I said, she's up there promoting a film. She's taking on a new role as a director. She's talking to a room full of industry professionals. And then someone brings up something that's so personal and so emotive as well. Like it's, you wouldn't, I don't know how she managed to keep herself composed because when it comes to the custody of your children, that's obviously going to bring up a lot of issues for, for parents and a lot of emotions. So I think, yeah, it was, I can't, I don't understand why the person who was serving the custody papers felt the need to, to do it then. Like it just seems like you see said unnecessarily cruel and unnecessarily public. And I know his people have come out saying, oh, you know, he didn't choose the moment, but I mean, it just, it's, I really felt for her. Now, I mean, I, I would imagine Harry Styles stepping out with uh, your ex-missus is is going to um, annoy you somewhat. Um, but, you know, Olivia's not the first. She won't be the last celebrity to um, have to have some very embarrassing public thing happen in relation to a split. Let's look at some other examples. Um, what about Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie? I mean, this went on for ages, didn't it? Yep, that is Brad Pitt stopping everything to watch Jennifer Aniston's acceptance speech. Okay, the obsession, the world, the internet, everyone is waiting. They're hoping for this moment where you and Jennifer run into each other so they can take their picture. I'll run into Jen. She's a good friend. Yeah, I mean, like they were, Brad and Jennifer were like the... They were such a Hollywood golden couple. And like everyone can remember like that black and white photo from their wedding where he's looking at her adoringly. Um, And we were so invested in their relationship. And then when they broke up, like, and he got with Angelina, you know, we get invested in celebrities. It's like, you know, they call it like a parasocial relationship when you have access to someone and it's a one-sided thing and you're so fascinated with them and they don't even realize you exist. Um, and when they broke up, when he got with Angelina and it was on like, you know, the, around the time they were doing Mr. and Mrs. Smith, there was so much intrigue. And then they got together and they seemed to be like happily married and this was love and and remember they did their shoot and where they got their she got her wedding dress with Angelina got her wedding dress with the kids to write like draw pictures and write notes all over it and and then when they broke up I was really surprised by that um sometimes you're not don't realize how invested you are in a celebrity's relationship until it falls apart and then you kind of think oh god I actually cared in a way I didn't realise I did, you know? I know. And the thing is, it didn't... uh, There was so much sympathy for... Jennifer Aniston at the time, who was hugely popular because of her Rachel character in Friends. But it didn't do her career or popularity any harm for Brad and Angelina to carry on like this because it just made us all like her even more. Yeah, she's incredibly likable. And like, if someone is the person who's been cheated on, they're they're ultimately, you view them as the, as the victim. So everyone's going to feel sympathetically towards her, you know. Um, but I don't think... Any of them came out particularly badly of of that, you know. They but they all all have pretty a list careers. No one kind of suffered uh, suffered too much from it, you know. They all seem to to go on to great things after or continue uh, how successful their careers were. 
And Chris, you're a, a film expert. I mean, um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith wasn't wasn't the, the best movie, but there's definitely chemistry there, isn't there? Oh, there was certainly. Yeah, I think it's 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 odd that they uh, one or the both of them came out at, at one stage, you know, after their relationship was confirmed, and said that they fell in love while they were making that film, but that they weren't in an, in, in a relationship. You know, Brad Pitt didn't cheat on Jennifer Aniston. But to be honest, if I was in that trio <laughs> there and, it, and if I knew that someone fell in love with someone else while I was there, that's worse so you're telling me that there was some sort of like emotional connection and you know you found the love of your life while I was while I was still with you you know I don't think I would want to hear that so the whole thing was quite messy but I think our fascination with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston it reached even uh, it, it reached an extraordinary new level a couple of years ago when Brad Pitt when he was doing the awards uh, circuit when you know he when he won an Oscar ultimately for his performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood leading up to the the Oscars night remember that picture of the two of them Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt you know now that Brad Pitt's relationship with Angelina Jolie has come to an end, the two of them are friends again. I think they're they're sort of holding hands in the picture. That the, the reaction to that was just extraordinary because it shows that there was such an outpouring of love and emotion that it shows that, oh wow, we really want them to be together. And I think that's indicative of, of, of a bigger thing that when we like you know, when we, when we decide on this, you know, famous power couple that we like, we're so invested in it. Um, it, it almost gives away ideas about like what we ourselves want for a relationship. You know, it's like, oh, wait, okay, Th- those two people found happiness. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. And we hate the fact that you know they've been torn apart. And I don't know. It's 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 probably just the business they're in. I don't know. If we're going to be you know looking at other couples here. I don't know if it's if it's possible for two people in film and television to have a long lasting marriage. To be honest, it doesn't seem so. Although- Though you could always go down the Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez route and break off the engagement and give a few others a a try and then, you know, um, meet on the other side, which is exactly what seems to have happened. We've Benifer back again. Okay, can somebody tell me what year we're in right now? Is it 2002 or 2021? Because the Benifer effect is completely back. Yeah, I think people love that. I love people think people love uh, couples getting back together because it's like it's like the end of a, a rom of a, of a rom com, really, you know. And um, and they were such a, a iconic naughties couple, you know. Like everyone remembers them the first time around, and uh, yeah. So so I think in a way, there's a real sense of. Um, satisfaction when you see two people who you're upset about breaking up in the first place yeah. um getting back together and I do think what Chris says is really true I think when you're following a celebrity relationship and you're really invested in it even if it's like passively if they break up it does throw up questions about your own relationship status like I remember in the states there was huge controversy you probably remember this uh, Chris about John uh Milani the the comedian and he was he was kind of pinned as like the ultimate uh, wife guy. He was like devoted to his uh, to his wife. And then he went into rehab and it turned out that they'd broken up and he was now with Olivia Munn and she was pregnant. And people really took it to heart and were really upset because they were kind of like saw this as their relationship goals. And then it fell apart. And it does mean that you kind of have to take a step back and say, oh, if I thought that was perfect and now it's kind of fallen on its face what's what what else is is going to fall apart you know so so I think it's kind of impossible not to kind of project 
to a certain extent onto these relationships when you're when you're reading. Yeah, it. it's a little bit like watching the relationship between Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet, and you're thinking to yourself before there was any announcement of a separation and I think they might actually be back together at this stage but before that it was like it, there was almost this public belief that here is the perfect relationship not only have these two people said before that they were attracted to each other before they even met before they even came together he also has a, a you know a brilliant relationship with her former partner Lenny Kravitz they all seem to be this lovely functional dysfunctional family where you know like past lovers are here past partners everyone has this lovely friendship whatever and then when you hear that they fall apart the reaction is so big you're thinking to yourself it's because if this family unit that seems to have everything figured out if they fall apart then then what hope is there for the rest of us Let's talk about Tom Cruise because uh, he's had a couple of very public and very hairy breakups with some leading ladies. Uh, first of all, we had Nicole Kidman and I have to say I absolutely love that Letterman interview where she goes on and she's asked about uh, her um, her divorce and her response is about being able to wear heels again. I mean, that is classic, isn't it? Uh, well, you look, so. yeah, you look fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> I our, don't know how to take it. Well, I know it's, it's odd. It's just an odd thing, you know. Well, it, I can wear heels now. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing, and I think it's also satisfying because so many breakups and and kind of uh, separations in Hollywood are managed and they're so carefully packaged in PR. When you get those little glimpses of kind of like what insight into how they're actually feeling, it like it's it's really, it's like, I feel like it's like catnip for, for celebrity fans yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and when she said that there was, and also the photos of her coming out from the, that divorce where she's like so palpably happy. <laughs> That's incredibly relatable as well. And and Nicole Kidman isn't someone who maybe a lot of people, like when they see her in her films and she's like, you know, like that's they maybe couldn't connect to her in the way that when she was shouting with glee, like, oh my God, I'm finally rid of him. I think a lot of people can connect with that tail end of a breakup when you're kind of going through those those feelings. And Chris, I mean, then we had the, the Katie Holmes fiasco and it all started with that uh, ridiculous couch jumping uh, scene on Oprah uh, where he was declaring his undying love for Katie. And that then turned really sour, really sadly sour, actually. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> I can see you're not. You know, Katie once told Seventeen magazine. Yes, Yeah, it all started there and it all should have ended there too. I mean, imagine if you were going out with somebody and then, you know, like if the, if you were to put it in an ordinary setting for us ordinary people, imagine they were jumping around a bar or a cafe or something while you're all out, be like professing, you think to yourself, well, this might not be the right person for me. Um, and I think there was some trouble in science there. I didn't there. know about that, Chris. I I'd be a bit flattered, I, I think. <laughs> I, 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 flat, flat, yeah, I'd say terrified. Um, but uh, no, there was this, uh, yeah, th th there's an awful lot that's been said about this relationship and it all seems to come back to Scientology and the fact that, you know, even at um, uh, their, their, their wedding, I think you had the head of Scientology himself 
was 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 Tom Cruise's best man at their wedding, and there were all these sorts of like you know like if if you follow Tom Cruise's career and and, and his Scientology ways, like you know that there's an awful lot of control there. That that may, you know, I I, I won't be surprised if Katie Holmes was, was like, mm, I'm 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 not into this. So eventually, you know, she did get out of that relationship. I think it's uh, if 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 you're ever you know if you ever want to you know go down the rabbit hole of, of Tom Cruise's relationships, I, w- I would suggest reading about this supposed practice where uh, uh, Scientology heads um, actually allegedly interviewed people for Tom Cruise to date. And had all of these potential candidates for him to date in between relationships. If you ever want to know a little bit more about what went on in between, you know, Nicole Kim and Penelope Cruz, have a look into that. It's fascinating. I'd forgotten about Penelope Cruz, actually. Yeah, she had she had a very long relationship with uh, Tom Cruise, didn't she? She did, yeah. Um, they actually made a film together, which is, you know, again, and it's even going back to the Brad Pitt, Angelina thing. It's going back to, you know, all of these people who make films together. I'm not entirely sure if they should then go on to have relationships together because, and, and it's so odd that Nicole Kidman, going back to Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise, they, they had such, you know, palpable chemistry whenever they were photographed or interviewed together and they were this, you know, dynamic power couple who everyone loved. On film, they were rubbish, the, the, it's 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 so <laughs> odd. I mean, uh, you know, the uh, whether it was eyes wide shut or whether it was far and away, it's just they they had absolutely zero chemistry together. And I think it's the same for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. If you recall, they're not that good in that film, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, and they made another one together years later called By the Sea. And it was so odd that how can you guys be so loved up and so great together when you're interviewed or on the red carpet, but you've got nothing on, on camera? I think that's quite odd. Well, that's because all the chemistry is off screen. I mean, we heard reports about um, Angelina and Brad and their their movie caravan uh, um, mysteriously shaking in between in between scenes. So who knows oh what goes on behind the camera? And guys, there is one particular case that um, I think of when we talk about kind of ugly splits and very ugly public splits among celebrities. And it's that of Tiger Woods and Ellen Nordegren. Now, she chased him out of their house with his own golf club and used it to smash in the windows of his car when she found out he was having an affair. I mean, this was absolutely huge because they really were a golden couple up, up until that point. Point, weren't they? Oh yeah, he was seen as such a clean, like he, like he was such a clean cut kind of individual. They got like their wedding was huge, and they were like he had so many endorsement deals, like that. And then, and then with that breakup, aside from the the car crash and hitting it and the the golf club attack and everything, there just seemed to be so many infidelities. Infidelities, like it was more and more women seemed to be coming forward. So it was kind of one of those oh my gosh, it completely shattered the image that people or the perception people had of him and of their marriage. Um, And yeah, it was, that was really, really scandalous, like, and a huge, huge story in the States. Yeah. I I mean, that's the thing, Chris, you had this, the story broke uh, uh, on Thanksgiving. So you had a nation of people choking on their turkey. (laughs) You did. Yeah. And it was a story that kept on giving too. It was weird to find such, you know, it it was weird to be sitting there and kind of half chuckling and half going, oh God, uh, while someone's, you know, personal life was just completely falling apart. I mean, it is, 
it, it, as if the 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 revelation, you know, the 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 car accident, the story about the phone call, the the wife coming out, the car being beaten up, as if as if that wasn't bad enough. Then you had. You know, not just uh, the revelation that there was one affair, but that at least maybe a dozen women, and then all these stories of like handlers who, who kind of, you know, of you know, uh, uh, Tiger Woods handlers who kind of knew all of this, you know, information and were kind of keeping it to themselves. So much came out about this, and then on top of everything else, didn't he lose? Every all, all of his sponsors, uh, there, there was like um, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of sponsorship deals were just kind of you know uh, torn up. Uh, 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 his career seemed to be just completely in, in in the toilet. What's extraordinary about this is that he's managed to make such a successful comeback. I think that 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 is quite odd because at the time I thought, well, this is this is the end of him. Now when he goes out to 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 you know to to do his thing, when he goes out to play golf. Everyone seems to have forgotten about it, which I just find odd. And I suppose, guys, finally, just thinking about all of this and and the various couples we've discussed, I wonder, will there ever come a time where we won't be interested in the uglier side of these marriage uh, splits? I mean, is it a a case of, Kirsty, say, as long as we're still reading Hello Magazine and um, Us Weekly, we're still going to keep a very uh, perhaps unhealthy interest in all of this? Well, I think um, I think we've always been interested in celebrity hookups, marriages, splits, like, um, you know, that's always been interesting to anyone who watch movie fans, um, like sports fans. You're interested in that because we, we're naturally quite nosy, <laughs> people are. Um, and especially, I think nowadays... We've got access to celebrities, like especially like on social media. So we we've got like access to where they went on holiday, what their kitchen is like, what their dogs are like. So in a way, we kind of feel a level of closeness to them that we didn't previously. So we're almost sometimes more invested than we would have been um, a couple of decades ago. Um, And I think as well. When people are so famous and like, you know, like Hollywood A-listers or international sports stars, like they seem completely removed from our reality. But like I said previously, I think when we see sometimes their relationships not working out or them running into difficulties, we see a kind of human side of them and that's relatable. And that's why we're kind of interested. Chris? I think, um, as I said earlier, there's there's no hope for us because celebrities, you know, they they are like, they are the most the most beautiful, the richest, the most successful people in the world, and they can't, you know, make it work when 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 they're in relationships. I uh, but no, seriously, I think we're we're uh, we're bound to forever be fascinated by 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 these things because as Kirsty hit the nail on the head, there we're you know naturally nosy and we want to know all about you know how the other half lives, and I and I don't think that that that's ever going to go away. I think it is very very strange that we get caught up in every single detail without knowing much about it. You know, just like finishing with the Olivia Wilde story as we started, we don't know what exactly happened there, but we can't stop talking about it. So I don't think, I don't think this is ever going to go away. And a huge thanks there to Kirsty Blake Knox and Chris Wasser, two writers from the Irish Independent. I'm Siobhan McGuire and today's episode of the Indo-Daily was presented by myself, researched and produced by Gareth Mulhall, recorded by Gavin Hennessy with sound design by Dara Kelly. Archive clips from CBC, NBC News, Entertainment and the Oprah Channel 
If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.